This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. There are many characteristics of the quote-unquote jazz sound, and one of those characteristics is chromaticism, the idea of connecting diatonic notes within a line, a musical idea you're trying to play with non-diatonic notes. And you hear this, of course, all the time in bebop, really all over jazz. It's that idea of tension and release, right? You have this tension note, and then it releases to another note. And this is the idea of, really, you can play any note as long as you resolve it to a note that works within a chord or a chord progression. Context, of course, is key. So in today's episode, I'm going to be going over multiple different examples of how you can take a simple non-chromatic line and slowly add chromaticism to it to spice it up to bring it to life. Let's cue the music. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right, what's up, everybody? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Really thrilled to be here, as always. Uh, Thanks to those who are regular listeners. I really do appreciate you. Uh, You're the reason I keep doing what I do, and I do want to give a special uh, welcome to those who are listening for the very first time. And on this show, I do lots of talking about jazz practicing. We talk about jazz theory. We talk about a lot of things, everything that has to do with becoming a better jazz musician. So if you're interested in that, you're in the right place. Like I said, today we're going to be talking about a characteristic of the classic jazz sound, which uh, is chromaticism. Chromaticism is something that is important to jazz in the sound uh, that a lot of people associate jazz with. And I say a lot of people associate with because, um, you know, obviously I'm talking more about a classic jazz sound, that uh, 1940s, 1950s kind of sound. Uh, jazz is obviously so much more than that now. And it, of course, really, when I think about jazz music, I really think about the entire history of the music up until now, which right now, jazz really sort of spans into many different genres of music. So I say all of that, keeping that in mind. So we're talking about more of a classic jazz sound, kind of the stuff that anyone who wants to understand how to play jazz, whatever you're trying to do with it, you should really understand some of the fundamentals of the tradition and the history of jazz. So we are covering that today. And today's episode is based off of a video that I put up on YouTube um, sometime earlier last year uh, about this. So I will have this video also linked up in the show notes today, as well as you're going to hear me referencing a lot of musical examples. I go through five different licks, and you may want to later or right now, depending on if you have the ability to do so, look that up and follow along with the musical examples that I'm giving. So if you want to check those out today, go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 158. 
So that's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 158. I'm going to have all the lick examples there so you can go check them out. You'll be fine just listening along with me and you'll be able to hear what I'm talking about, but that might be helpful for you as an added resource so you can follow along with some of the things that I'm saying. So yes, excited about this. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, by the way. We have a lot of good stuff going. Uh, This is a lesson that I've actually decided to include in the newest book that we're working on here at Learn Jazz Standards and Companion Course, The Jazz Standards Playbook Volume 2. That's right. We're doing a Volume 2 because everybody got so much help from Volume 1. I wanted to make sure to make a Volume 2 of this as well with 10 more jazz standards uh, that can really, really help us learn so much about jazz harmony, how jazz works. Uh, I'm just thinking about combining the Jazz Standards Playbook Volume 1 and Volume 2. And if you know those 20 standards, it's just like, I mean, you can play any jazz standard in my mind after that. Um, But this is an important lesson. So I wanted to share this with you up front right away as I'm thinking about writing this book. We are writing this book. We are in like full. I'm like so proud of how this project is going so far. Usually it cuts off a couple years of my life to do these books. Uh, This time it's only to cut off one year. So that means we have we have progress, right? Um, Okay, so let's jump right into this episode. Again, this is based off of a video, so uh, the audio will be a little bit different, and then I'm going to leave some extra commentary at the end as well. So let's do this thing. Let's start with first things first. What is chromaticism? Let's find a definition for it. So the first place to start is, what is a chromatic note? A chromatic note is a note not belonging to the diatonic scale of the key in which a passage is written. So, for example, if we have the C major scale, right, the C major scale in this particular case has zero sharps or flats in it. Uh, Those are all notes that are diatonic notes, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, all diatonic. Now, if we add... Uh, a D sharp though in there. Let's do this line here. Let's do D, D sharp, E. The E is the third of C major seven. So D is a diatonic note. D sharp is a chromatic note. E is another chord tone. It's another note in the scale. Okay. So that is what a chromatic note is. But when we talk about chromaticism, we're referring to adding chromatic notes within a line or a passage. Okay, so that's what we're going to do right now. Let me first start with this basic lick. It's going to be over a 2-5-1 chord progression, which in the key of concert C is D minor 7, G7, C major 7. All right, and I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to create a line, a lick over top of this chord progression that has no chromaticism in it at all. It's completely just diatonic notes. So check this one out. So I have a backing track that has some accompaniment. I've recorded it already. So here's what it sounds like with some accompaniment. Okay, so take another look at this line. It starts on F, okay, which is the flat three of the minor seventh chord and just kind of goes up the scale, the, the major scale all the way through. Now, the important note there is on the G7, right, where it hits that B natural, which is the third of G7. That's an important note. So... 
that third, the B, really defines that G7. So we can take diatonic lines and really still outline the chords. But what we also want to do is start introducing some chromaticism into this line to start giving it a little bit more character. So let's move on to the next lick where we're going to start introducing just a little bit of chromaticism, change this lick just a little bit. So here it is. So let's talk about where the chromaticism is. You can see it circled in blue. We have it at the end there, right? So we'll start from the G7. Okay, we land on that F natural there right before the circled blue, and then we jump down to a C sharp, right? That's kind of weird sounding, right? So that's essentially the sharp 11 of the G7. And so it's a tension note, right? We need to resolve that. So we resolve it by going C sharp, D, chromatic half step up to a whole step up to E, which is the third. Okay, so just a little bit of chromaticism and already this lick started to get a little bit of character to it. So let's move on. Let's take this a little further. Let's add more chromaticism into this line. So let's look a little closer into this line. So basically, I've left that same chromaticism that we had at the end with the C sharp, the D, and the E, but I'm adding some extra stuff uh, this time with uh, at the beginning. So check this out. So we start, we have that pickup note, E going to the F, G, A, C. Now, C is what to D minor 7? C is the, the flat 7. So we go C and then C sharp. That's your chromatic note, D is the root of D minor 7, right? So that C sharp is the chromaticism. Okay, then we hit E, which is what? That's the 9 of D minor 7. Then we hit E flat. We're going chromatically descending now. Now, this is a real tension note here, but the important thing is it's resolving to the D, which lands on the next beat, which is beat 1 of the G7. And what is, G, what is D to G7? That is the fifth. Okay. And then we move down the line to do that other chromaticism that we already had added from the last lick that resolves to the C major seven. Okay. So adding a little bit more tension, this, these ascending chromatic lines, these descending chromatic lines kind of gives it a nice flow. And it also connects important chord tones together. All right, let's move on to the next lick. This time we're going to do an exaggeration of chromaticism. You might not want to uh, actually play a line so chromatic, although you totally can. This is an exaggeration just to kind of further hone in my point here.
All right, so a lot of chromaticism in there. So you'll see the areas that I've circled. I've changed the lick up just a little bit from the other ones, but essentially just got these huge chromatic ascending lines and huge chromatic descending lines for a real exaggerated pull. But all of it is pretty simple, the concept. It's simply taking diatonic notes within the parent key center of C and connecting them in between with chromatic notes, notes outside of the diatonic key center. Okay, let's do one more lick here. This one is a little bit different. It's a short 2-5, meaning that, you know, each chord, the, the two chord and the five chord is only two beats each. So let's check out this one. This is another example of chromaticism just to close us off here. In this particular one, I'm using a technique called enclosure. Now, enclosure, that's for another lesson altogether, uh, but enclosure is simply surrounding specific tones uh, approaching from above and below. So, for example, in this line, we have D, C is where the enclosure starts, C, A, A sharp, B. We were targeting that be natural. But again, that's for another lesson. But you can see how I'm using chromaticism in all of that, these chromatic approach tones, as we call them, to approach these major chord tones like the third, which is B and G7, and like E, which is the third in C major 7. All right, so that concludes my talk on chromaticism. If you want to check out any of those musical examples, again, go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 158. So you can go ahead and check that out there. And also just that last look there, I did mention enclosure. We've also had a podcast episode all about enclosure. So uh, if you want to go check out that one, make sure that you go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 150, or just go ahead in your podcast feed, wherever you're listening from, go to episode 150. If you want to learn more about enclosure in case that's a foreign concept to you. All right. So hope that was helpful, the episode today. Make sure you share it if you find there's uh, a friend of yours that could use uh, the help. As I always ask, make sure you leave a kind rating and review on the podcast, whether it's on iTunes or wherever you listen to. Uh, just helps other people know this is a show worth listening to. Really appreciate all of your support. And uh, hey, I'm going to be coming at you with another episode of the podcast next week. I'll see you right back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.